What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SD Nation, bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are ready to vent. This is a safe space. This is our Dallas Cowboys postgame show, of course, here at Blogging the Boys. You're watching live on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel. Maybe you're watching after the fact. You can, of course, listen after the fact on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. We will have a robust lineup of shows available for you as soon as really about an hour from now. We'll get this show up, the postgame. We'll have our Dallas Cowboys daily first and 10 hidden yardage. We have a lot to discuss, a lot to dissect. We have a bit of an autopsy to kind of go through. The Dallas Cowboys losing their season opener against the Tampa the Buccaneers 19 to 3 and in fact losing I think would be putting it kindly the Dallas Cowboys were embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys were humiliated the Dallas Cowboys were completely and totally in over their heads in fact I think the best way to tell the story is to say that the Dallas Cowboys were exposed for the fraudulent way that they went about building this team over the offseason for the arrogance that they displayed in saying that they did not have issues along the offensive line that they were going to make do with what they had a wide receiver for the ignorance that they displayed at their arrogance it is unbelievable the way that Dallas Cowboys just kind of you know, put this together with glue and scotch tape and twigs and said, hey, we're ready to, to you know, kind of race this car in the Indy 500. It is unacceptable what the Dallas Cowboys have just given us. We are fans of this team. We support this team. We're going to watch them play against the Cincinnati Bengals next week. But the Dallas Cowboys are the only team in the NFC East that does not have a win. Every single team, the New York Giants got to win. The Philadelphia Eagles got to win. The Washington Commanders, the Washington Commanders and their new name got to win. But the Dallas Cowboys failed to do so. And the Dallas Cowboys failed to do so, not against some mighty team. Yes, I know the Buccaneers are great. I know that Tom Brady, who is now a perfect 7-0 and in his career against the Dallas Cowboys, I know that they are awesome and all this stuff. This Buccaneers team that we just watched on Sunday Night Football, this team was beatable. This team was there to be had. The Dallas Cowboys defense, for all the discussion that I have been a part of, saying that there's going to be regression to the mean coming for them, this Dallas Cowboys defense, I think, played well enough to win. This Dallas Cowboys defense put their team in positions to win but this Dallas Cowboys offense was broken this Dallas Cowboys offense was stagnant this Dallas Cowboys offense was an embarrassment to the word offense and yes some of it falls on the shoulders of Dak Prescott we'll see how he's doing keeping uh, a tab uh, by the way um, oh my gosh okay we have to um we have to pivot, people. We have to pivot. We have a whole show uh, planned for you. I've this never had to do this. Um, let's see here. Dak Prescott needs surgery for um, his thumb, um, and he is going to be out a while. Uh, let's get this up here. And uh, oh my gosh, this is this is how the sausage gets made, people. Dak Prescott needs surgery for his thumb and will be out a while. Breaking news here on our Dallas Cowboys post game show. The Dallas Cowboys are in quite. The pickle. Let's get this tweet up and running here. Thankfully, I have a few different comport- uh, computers. Um, this is this is about the worst possible news that we could have expected for the Dallas Cowboys. This is a disaster. 
this is the worst possible way that this night could have gone. Dak Prescott, the, the verbiage, I don't want to say this until I see it here 100% for certain. The verbiage seems to be from the local media that Dak Prescott broke his thumb. Um, we are in a world of hell, people. This is not the way, um, let's see here. Um, it's above the thumb and behind the joint, according to Jerry Jones, who, of course, is the person delivering this news to everybody on the heels of the Dallas Cowboys embarrassing outing in the season opener. Uh, I got to get a tweet off. I'm on Twitter at Arjo Ochoa. Um, this is just, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what you do here. Um, this is, this is tough. This is tough because, okay, we've got the tweets up. Everything's good to go. Um, Scott says, uh, let's get to your comments. Scott says season over, not hyperbole. Look, we have a lot to get to. Right? We have stock up. Not really. There are a few stock ups to hand out. Uh, but we do have stock downs. We have a lot of stock downs, but our post-game show has now been taken over by the breaking news coming out of the Dallas Cowboys locker room following their 19-3 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. The only hope that this team has, I know he didn't play well. I know you think that he sucks. I know you think that Dak was missing throws and whatever. You're misinformed. You're wrong. Believe me. You want to see this team without Dak Prescott? You think Cooper Rush is some savior? You think the Cowboys are prepared for this? The Cowboys are not prepared for life with Dak Prescott. What on earth, you know, leads you to the assumption that they are prepared for life without Dak Prescott? The Dallas Cowboys completely and totally blew it. They did. They they had a, a situation here where they could have been competitive this season. They, and look, injuries happen, but you can mitigate them. You can plan for them. You can protect yourself for them. The Dallas Cowboys did none of that. And so they sent Dak Prescott out for, you know, this, this baptism by fire against the Buccaneers. He was taking shot after shot after shot. It's no wonder that, that he hurt his thumb. Again, the thumb did not happen um, as a result of that. Jerry Jones, again, all of this is happening very fast if you're watching later or listening later. But Jerry Jones saying now that Dak Prescott is out several weeks. Jerry Jones's exact quote, I'm not lying to any of you. We will have Cooper step up. Talking about Cooper Rush, not Amari Cooper. He'll get all the reps and we'll go from there. Why? Why? Why is this happening? What did we do to people? We're good people. All right. Anthony Gonzalez says, when Brett Maher is the brightest part of your offense, who? Boy, this is literally the worst possible thing that could have happened. Um, to the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know how to properly contextualize this. I really, <laughs> I'm kind of in um in a in a haze in a phase. That's kind of you know what's going on here. I'm, let me let me organize myself. I, I pride myself on being a professional. Professional blogger is where I'm at. Um, let's get to your comments. Romeo says we're in trouble, plain and simple. Uh, Baba Yoga says twelve and five, no playoff winner, five and fifteen, and a nice draft pick. Look. I'm not trying to to overreact. I'm not trying to be dramatic. I'm not trying to to just be silly with you and be funny. The season is over. If Dak Prescott is out for a couple of weeks, the, the this team was going to have trouble contending and, and winning 10 games based off of what we saw against the Buccaneers with him. He is you know, if we're fair to the idea, he's probably the third best player on the team, right? You got Micah Parsons, you got Zach Martin. So without Dak Prescott, I mean, you can kiss the idea of 10 wins goodbye. I don't know what a couple of weeks means, but he, the fact that Dak Prescott's going to have to have surgery, the fact that it's on his hand, I mean, really, really, you know, this feels very 2008-ish with Tony Romo and all that stuff. 
I mean, this is a season from hell. Clay Baker says, we aren't prepared for any of the injuries tonight. Who else has hurt McGovern? Connor McGovern, Jerry Jones saying, this is kind of, <laughs> you know, also a thing. Connor McGovern has a high ankle sprain. So you've got Cooper Rush. The, the you know, insinuation was that Jason Peters was going to take a little while to come along. We're talking about next Sunday, potentially a week from today, maybe less than if you're literal about that, a week from today, Cooper Rush facing the reigning AFC champions, who I know lost on Sunday, but you know put up one heck of a fight, facing the reigning AFC champions with an offensive line that features left to right, Tyler Smith, Matt Farniok, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele, who got called for like 100 penalties in a five-minute span. This is not a playoff situation here. We have literally gone to the, the bad place. Uh, F. Kit Crutch says, as usual, the offense lets the team down. Shocking. Look. This isn't about letting the offense down or anything like that. Um, great tweet from Kevin Turner, friend of the show, uh, says, don't know the specifics of the injury yet, but Russell Wilson hurt his thumb last season, and it was seen that he would miss four weeks and six to eight at the worst. He missed three games. The Cowboys, again, we're going to have a hard time winning games with Dak Prescott. If we're optimistic and, and we say that Dak misses three games, if we go along the Russell Wilson timeline here, I mean, like, you're talking about being one in three in that stretch. Maybe Anthony says, well, I really started enjoying the draft show last year, team tank. Um, this is, this is hard to take. This is a difficult setup. I mean, this is, this is bad. Um, and I, I don't want to overreact. I don't want to, again, I'm not trying to be funny, but th this was the worst team that played football in the NFL that we just saw. And that's not hyperbole. That's not silly. This is the worst team that we just saw for the most part with Dak Prescott. Cause again, he left the game. Obviously this was the worst team in the NFL throughout week one. And if you don't believe me, consider that the Cowboys are the only team in the NFL, the only one 30 teams have played an NFL game so far. And the Cowboys are the only one that did not score a touchdown. Now, obviously we have Monday night football to go. So we'll see if the Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks score touchdowns respectively. But if each of them scores a touchdown, the Dallas Cowboys mostly with Dak Prescott, will have been the only team in the NFL to not score a touchdown in the season opener. Now, look, I'm not saying there's all sorts of stock that comes from scoring touchdowns. That's not what defines how good a team is or whatever the case may be. But so we're talking about an offense that was broken, right? This was an offense that was was outplayed, that was, you know, that, that was awful. And, and so now you're you're – down Dak Prescott, you're down a lot of other starters, right? Let's. This is a team now relative to last year that is going to be, for at least for the time being, without Dak Prescott, that's your most important player on offense, obviously, your quarterback, without Tyron Smith, who's hurt, obviously. We forget that, right? We're so, like, kind of numbed to the by the pain that we're already at the point where Tyron Smith, his injury is, like, forgotten, and it wasn't really a part of the season. No, you're down Dak Prescott, you're down Tyron Smith, you let Connor Williams walk in free agency, you cut Lyle Collins, you traded away Amari Cooper, you didn't bring Cedric Wilson back in free agency. That is six starters, and one of them is your quarterback, one of them's your left tackle, one of them's your starting wide receiver. Like, there are all sorts of problems that are existing with this team. Maybe you don't consider Cedric Wilson a starter, but you get my point. Like, there are, there's, this is, this is a hard thing to, to make work. I, I mean, think about it. Their next, Three games are against the Bengals, the Giants, and the Commanders. And again, the Bengals lost, but those are three teams who looked better than the Cowboys this week. Alexander says, Micah, uh, play Micah Parsons at quarterback. Um, Brian says, Jimmy G is available. We'll see about that. The 49ers not exactly looking great with their quarterback's performance on, um, on, on Sunday. That, that's a joke. 
Um, Captain Thunder says Dak was terrible. RJ, stop making excuses. Captain Thunder, Dak Prescott was terrible. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to make an excuse for him. But first of all, he's hurt. Second of all, he is now um, not. You think Dak was terrible, Captain Thunder? I want to see the line. I want to see the line behind Captain Thunder that says, I want to see this Dallas Cowboys offense with Cooper Rush. Because if you're in this line, I've, I've no, I know, you know, some people that are going to sell you some ice or right, whatever their expression is. All right. If you really think that this offense is going to be better without Dak Prescott, you are fooling yourself. You are lying to yourself. You are just buying what the Joneses are telling you. There is no way that this is going to work. This is, again, the worst possible thing that could have happened. 77 SMD, thank you for the comments, says it was not Dak's fault. Totally, it wasn't. He played bad. This was a really bad Dak Prescott game before he got hurt. But you know what? Dak has what help does Dak Prescott have? I would love to know. I, I mean, what what is you know they're they're triple teaming Ceedee Lamb? Great. Let me thread this needle over and over and over again. Alexander, uh, the Eagles fan says, as an Eagles fan, I agree. Dak is terrible. Build the team around Cooper Rush. Um, this is tough. Um, Jerry Jones, a tweet from Shereen Williams, friend of the show, says that Jerry confirmed a lot of you were asking if Dak broke his thumb. Um, Jerry, this is Shereen's tweet. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to read a billion things. Jerry Jones finally confirmed it is a fracture for Dak Prescott behind the thumb. So I'm sure in the next hour or so while we're here, uh, we'll find out the exact specifics of the injury. Uh, tweet from John Michaud, a friend of the show, The Athletic, says, after acknowledging how bad things went for the Cowboys tonight, Jerry Jones added, it's a long way to January. No, it's not, Jerry. Jerry, you built this team in this foolish way. And Jerry's going to go on the radio Um I'm hang on, making sure nothing else is, is popping here. You know, I'm always keeping eyes on, on Twitter.com for you all. Um, Jerry built this team, Jerry and Steven. And look, I, you know, we don't do winners and losers anymore, but we do stock down, stock down, Jerry, stock down, Steven. The Joneses set this up. All right. They did. And I don't want to just come on here and be like a blogger that's coming around and saying the Joneses suck, sell the team, whatever. I root for Manchester United. All right. I get this all the time. But there was so much arrogance and 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 ignorance encircling this team swirling this around this team guys y'all are freaking out they had to trade amari cooper to create some salary cap space he was making too much money on his contract how were they supposed to know that the receiver market was going to blow up don't blame them for trading away amari cooper hey lyle collins he had a bad you know kind of run of things he was you know into some stuff we don't want that on this team we're good we'll pass on lyle collins we don't need connor williams he's got too many penalties we're fine y'all are freaking out you're just making a big deal about tyrant smith getting hurt we're just going to sign jason peters a week before the season starts and not even have him available to start we're going to be totally fine y'all are just freaking out y'all just feed the drama do you think this is drama or do you think this is the result of the actions i said all off season long and this isn't a pound my chest thing i said that the dallas cowboys were like the little piggy who built their house out of twigs all right and they think that they are mighty because they are not the little piggy who built their house out of straw but I tell you what, after watching all the NFL football that I did throughout week one, they might actually be the little piggy who built their house out of straw. And what's crazy about it is their house wasn't even built out of brick last year. But the big bad wolf is here and he is huffing and he is puffing and he is blowing all this down. This is a failure of a season from the Dallas Cowboys. And, and it's it's all it's only week two. We have like the dust 
hasn't even settled. All right. The, you know, the, the staff hasn't even cleaned out AT&T Stadium yet. And we can already undeniably set this season up to be categorized as a failure. And you can miss me with this. Oh, they're just setting it up for Sean Payton, blah, blah, blah. Why? I have never bought this story. Why do the Dallas Cowboys have to suck? to be able to, to hire Sean Payton. They want to feel justified and they're firing Mike McCarthy. Fire him! I think that is silly to, to waste all of our time like this. There's no rule. There, there's no prerequisite that you have to suck so that you can feel good. You can sleep better about firing Mike McCarthy and pursue Sean Payton. Just do it. Just fast forward. Don't waste a year of our lives. Jerry Jones's quote here says, it's a long way until January. Do you know what we have to, do you know how much life we have to live between now and January? And to be very clear, I'm excited about it. We got pumpkin patch photos going on. We got Halloween. My wife and son and I, by the way, we're going to be the three Spider-Man from No Way Home. Super pumped about it. That's a different thing. We got Thanksgiving. We got Christmas. We got the time changing. I think the time still changes, right? We're still going to fall back one more time, right? Like as a country, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit vague on that. We have so much life to live and it's all wasted now because they pissed this season away out of pride and arrogance. Mike McCarthy at the podium um, moments ago, seemingly uh, talking about Dak Prescott says it's a significant hand injury. We'll know more in the morning. I don't need to know more in the morning, Mike. I know right now that we are screwed. All right. We are screwed the way Michael Scott said we are screwed. Mike McCarthy added surgeries required. It's on his hand in the thumb area. It's a significant injury. Prescott has not seen a doctor yet. Um, well, okay. I think that that, um, you know, is a big deal. Mike McCarthy added this tweet coming to us from Michael Gelkin uh, of the Dallas Morning News. McCarthy's quote, I knew it was serious. He couldn't hold the ball. Kind of seems important for a quarterback. Just my humble opinion, but I'm just a blogger. What would I know? This is the worst possible sequence of events. Look, I know there's some stock up things here. I'm going to try to get through, you know, some level of organized thought here because we have a lot to get to. And we have other podcasts that are going to be coming out. They'll address these things in more detail. My job here, I'm your puppet, all right? Uh, this is a live show. You control the strings. I will dance whatever direction you want me to dance. So send me in the direction you want in the comment section. But I do want to make sure that we credit the players who played well. Stock up Micah Parsons. Stock up Donovan Wilson. Stock up Brett Maher. Micah was a freak. Donovan Wilson got the interception that the Cowboys wasted. They got two yards of offense out of it. And Brett Maher made a field goal. So, I mean, the bar is low. Uh, but holy crap. All right. Uh, Connor McGovern in a walking boot, according to Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News. This is, this is bad. I mean, th this is, this is bad. King Trill says, um, this is exactly what I was afraid of. This offense sucks. Here's the thing. There would be huge reason to panic if Dak Prescott were healthy. All right. That there would be huge reason to panic if that were the case, but that this is the case. I mean, I don't know that panic is enough. I, I don't know. I don't have like a gong or a, a glass box to shatter and I wouldn't cause the baby's asleep. But I mean, what, like how, how do you, what, what is there to feel good about? What, what can, how can you possibly, I would love, I would love to hear from the homers who told us that the Amari thing was about cap space and that Lyle Collins wasn't needed. I would love to hear from those people right now about why we should not panic. I would love, I would love to hear that. Anthony Gonzalez says, is CD a true number one drops and penalties tonight? The other receivers letting balls bounce off their hands too. Even the nooch can't save us. 
look, it was not a great day for CD Lamb. I think that that's fair uh, to say, but everybody sucked. But yeah, CD Lamb, you know, poor outing in his first opportunity as a number one receiver in that sense. But the dude's being triple teamed all over the place. The Buccaneers, I mean, this was so insulting honestly to the Cowboys and, and to the Noah Browns and Simi Fajokos by the way we haven't even touched on Jalen Tolbert how are you going to tell us all offseason long Cowboys that you're good that you don't need to sign Julio Jones who had a nice game tonight because you have Jalen Tolbert and then have him be a healthy scratch I mean none of this makes sense it, it is it is silly I mean it's really silly there are people who run families in the sims that are more organized than the way that Dallas Cowboys are with their professional football team uh, Farith, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. He says RJ, to me, it's all caps. RJ, to me, it seems like the receivers weren't the problem. How is it QB two was able to spread the ball consistently in two and a half minutes? But Dak, is this um, is this a, like a joke? Was trying to force it and make interceptions. I can tell you how Farith, because Cooper Rush comes into the game when the Bucks are just you know playing prevent and want to get home. They want to get on the plane and, and eat their meal and and watch the new episode of House of the Dragon on their iPad while they fly back to to Florida. That's how. This wasn't a serious defense that Cooper Rush was up against. And why is Dak Prescott forcing it? Because Dak Prescott has to be Superman. Because Dak Prescott was given Noah Brown and Simi Fajoko to throw to in this game. Because Dak Prescott has nothing to rely on on offense. So, of course, Dak Prescott has to force it. Miss me with these kind of comments. Uh, Harbinger says ratings are great and the stadium was full. That's all that matters. I tell you what. I think we got to give some props as a as a collective here, right? As a community that we are, we got to give some props to Chris Collinsworth, all right? Chris Collinsworth dragged, dragged, drug, dragged, whatever, dragged the Dallas Cowboys, dragged their team-building philosophy, called them out for not adding more help at the wide receiver position. Good for you, Chris Collinsworth. But I tell you what, at the end of, of this NFL week, when it comes to Tuesday morning or even tomorrow morning, we're going to hear – you know, Cowboys Buccaneers Sunday Night Football was the NFL's highest rated season opener in 16 years or something like that. Boom, cash the check. Let's all head home. Uh, Christopher Lopez says the idea that Dak would lead this team to a Super Bowl run has ended BTB, all your training camp optimistic articles. Christopher Lopez, if you want to dance on the grave of an injured Dak Prescott, you can get out of here. I don't like that kind of idea. I'm putting you in timeout. You are blasted. All right, let's move on. Uh, Lil Boats says uh, with Dak being injury prone, is it time to rebuild? I don't think you could say he's injury prone. I mean, the thumb thing is like the first like kind of real injury. The ankle thing was this like once in a lifetime, you know, crazy fluke accident thing. I don't think he's injury prone. I think this is difficult. You know who I feel sorry for now that we're kind of like, you know, figuring this out. I love this comment from Loco says I'm done with this tank experiment. Put Romo back in. I feel terrible for Mike McCarthy. All right. Now I know that that's not a, a popular thing. I know that. People are ready to see the Cowboys move on from him. But first of all, I tell you what, the Cowboys are banking on this. All right. The Jerry's and the Stevens, they are banking on you taking that low hanging fruit. Don't do it. Be a smarter fan than that. The Cowboys know they can set their watch by it. That people are going to say, oh, Dak sucks. All he does, who cares if he broke his thumb? He's not great anyway. All he does is dink and Dak. He can't even throw open a receiver in triple coverage. They're banking on you dragging the franchise quarterback. What's more is they're banking on you dragging Mike McCarthy. Mike sucks. He only won a Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to sit here and defend McCarthy the way I, I would sit here and defend Dak Prescott. But I do think he's a functional coach who is extremely limited by what this organization is doing to him as we have seen evidenced by literally every single move that they have made over the course of i don't know the last quarter century but that being said 
I feel very badly for Mike McCarthy. If we think about it, and I wrote about this recently, the team that Mike McCarthy took over looked nothing like this. I mean, the, the team that's going to play next week against the Cincinnati Bengals looked nothing like the one that Mike McCarthy oversaw when he had his first press conference at the Star in Frisco. When Mike McCarthy joked about not watching every single game or whatever it was, and everybody got all up in a tizzy about it, Travis Frederick was still the starting center on this team. He would go on to retire, obviously, but so much has changed. Mike McCarthy is going to have to be without Dak Prescott again for the second time in his not even three-year-long coaching career with the Dallas Cowboys, McCarthy is, is I don't know that he's been set up for failure, but he has had a lot of things work against him. And in the moments where things have, have blown up, have, have gone awry, have fallen apart, the Cowboys, the people that he is supposed to work with, his, his co-conspirators have done nothing to aid him. They have only watched and pointed and laughed when Mike McCarthy has been in a corner. Um, let's see here. Um, let's... Um, uh, David says, uh, God bless listening to you is like nails on a damn chalkboard. That's, you know, really, really nice, David. I know I have a wonderful, beautiful voice. Um, Johnny boy says, can Will Greer provide enough playmaking ability to win games when Peters Gallup and Washington start to play? Probably not, but I would rather see Will Greer. This is no offense to Cooper rush, but dude, we know who you are, Cooper. And we are going to hear nonstop. I can guarantee you on the subject of setting your watch by things, when Jerry does his hit on Tuesday on the fan, when Steven does his hit on the fan this week, when Jerry does it on Friday, we are going to hear about how Cooper Rush went to Minnesota and got a win. We're going to hear that story so many times. You're going to be able to recite it in your sleep. All right. Who cares if Cooper Rush went to Minnesota last year and got a win? That was a one-time fluke thing. The Vikings were trapped by Mike Zimmer. All right. The Vikings are free. Look at them flying around now. The way they just thrashed the Green Bay Packers today. It was wonderful, beautiful to watch. The Vikings are my pick to win the Super Bowl, by the way. That's a real true story. Uh, but anyway, this is literally where, oh my, uh, a tweet from Calvin Watkins. Um, J. Ron Curse is on crutches as he leaves the locker room. We can officially say our pets' heads are falling off. This is DEFCON 1. I mean, this is the worst possible thing. I don't know how it could be worse. I, I really don't know. Um, it is a very, 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 very difficult way to see how the Cowboys get out of this in not disgusting manner. Um, Kevin says our offense wouldn't have scored a touchdown against the USFL team today. I agree with that. This was one of the worst looking Dallas Cowboys offenses I have seen in my lifetime. Miguel says the only good thing left on the season is going to be your post game show because I always relate to your thoughts. Awesome show, always, bro. Greetings from Monterrey, Mexico. Miguel, thank you so much for watching. Much love uh, to the country of Mexico. I love you all. Appreciate you, my dude. Hope you have um, a great week, all things considered. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's get to your comments more and more, more. Again, we've kind of abandoned the stock down thing because we are in this, you know, uh, <laughs> like um, this, this is the worst timeline. This, this is the upside down. This is whatever you want to call it. Uh, Johnny Boy says, yep, Cooper Rush and the number one offense beat the Vikings. Definitely not the same thing. Um, Caleb says, this team needs to sign another big name receiver. This is a pass heavy league. You have to have elite receivers to compete in any game. Caleb, I love you. I agree with you. But like, your words are falling on deaf ears here. Not with me, but with this team. They got to run the ball. They got to hand the ball off. They got to, you know, Jason Garrett's telling us on the pregame, they got to quiet the crowd down, all right? They got to play old school, smash mouth, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas football, Cowboys football. You want to know also, all right, you know, I know it really like grinds my gears a little bit here, all right? 
Kellen. All right. And I, uh, he is a stock down here for, for me. Um, Kellen. And we do have in our poll question, who do you blame the most? Jerry and Steven, Mike, Kellen or Dak Prescott. If you vote for Dak, I'm upset with you, but Hey, it's your right. It's your vote. Um, Kellen, let me talk to you, buddy. All right. Now, look, I know you went to Boise state. I went to Texas A&M. So not a great time to be talking about college football for me, but Kellen, just hand Tony the ball. Just hand him the ball. Just just have Dak or Cooper or Will. Just have him turn around, put the ball in the belly. Put the ball between the two zero. Just, just hand him the ball. Just hand Tony Pollard the ball. Quit making it complicated. We don't need you to have this razzle-dazzle, triple option, reverse pitch situation. We don't need you sending him in motion every single time. If you're just motioning him to motion, it's just a waste. It's just... Tony exercising. That's all it is. It's just him getting cardio on the night. Just hand him the ball. This isn't hard. And you know what? There are a lot of people who I think would say, and this this is a bit of a like conspiracy theory. I don't have a tinfoil hat. I got to get one as a prop here. A lot of people would say the Cowboys are doing this to, to sabotage Tony, to feed the idea, to feeding, speaking of, that, yeah, hey, look, we're handing, we're getting designing to, you know, touches for Tony Pollard. He's not doing anything with him, you know, but but Zeke, Zeke's got, he's, look at his yards per carry, all right? Zeke's on fire right now. We got to feed Zeke. Just hand him the ball, all right? Quit making this complicated. We don't need this razzle-dazzle, all the time from Tony Pollard. This, you know what I need more than I need Tony Pollard being utilized that way? I need reboots of 90s sitcoms. And I don't want anything to do with those either. I don't need Fresh Prince or Saved by the Bell or Boy Meets World. I don't need any of them reincarnated straight to Netflix. No, I'll just leave my childhood alone. It's totally fine. And just hand Tony Pollard the ball. Quit making this complicated. Why are you doing this? Why can't you just let us love you, Cowboys? Why must you make this difficult? Uh, Johnny boy says Zeke disappeared for a whole series. Part of that led to the broken thumb. I'm not going to put, um, the thumb on Zeke. Um, I mean, it just, it kind of is what it is. Um, Sean Sharif, great. The great Sean from one of five to the fan just tweeted. I can't believe this is all happening after week one. This really feels like a cursed situation. Just once in 11 years, I wanted and needed a serious run. Um, I don't know. I I I really, I really, I really don't know how this could be worse. I mean, we're talking about a situation where everything is bad. <laughs> everything Lego had that song. Everything is awesome. Everything is bad. Uh, Dalton Schultz tweet from WFA's uh, WFAA's. Excuse me, Mike Leslie. Dalton Schultz speaking on the loss of Dak Prescott. It's a storm. It's a storm. He said it twice. I'm not, you know, making messing that up. It's a storm. It's a storm. You can turn and run from it, or you can face it head on. We're going to head straight into that MF. You can't turn and run from this. We're stuck. We live in this storm, Dalton Schultz. Don't tell me about that. You know the scene in Twister? Um, I don't remember the actors in Twisters. So that's um my apologies. But at the very end, when the the like tornado is like getting there and they take the belts. And they um they like set them up on the like pipe or whatever to hold themselves there. That's who we are. <laughs> we're we're just holding on for dear life. We can't run. If we could run, Dalton, we would run. But we can't run. We can't get out of here. We are stuck in this storm. It's not even a storm. It's an onslaught. It's a monsoon. It is a fiery volcano that has landed in our face. It is Sharknado. That's what this is. I mean, it really is the worst possible thing that could have actually happened. 
I, I mean, oh, Dak Prescott, by the way, speaking on his thumb. Uh, this is a tweet from Patrick Walker of DallasCopies.com, fan of the show. I thought it was a jammed finger, but I couldn't grip the ball. Got x-rays, and it was different. I was told it was much cleaner than it could have been. Well, thank goodness for that, all right? Thank goodness that it could have been worse. Alfred says, love the twister efforts. Again, I apologize to the actors in that movie. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, oh, thank you, Aaron, says Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. That's my bad, but shout out to Helen uh, and Bill stock up for them. Uh, Dak continued this a tweet from Mike Ducey. The GOAT, uh, injuries happen. Very unfortunate. Going to miss some time with my team. I'm sure I'll, uh, oops, this tweet's uh, flying uh, too fast for me. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I'm sure I'll come out of this thing better. It gives me an opportunity to move forward and control the things I can. Let me be very clear here. All right. I love Dak. I love Dak so much. I know a lot of you love Dak. We all love Dak. QB1, awesome. But enough. I mean, like, uh, we don't we don't need this positive spin. And, like, I'm, I'm not saying that Dak should say anything else. Like, this, of course, what's he going to say? Like, he's going to have to say these things. But enough. Like, we're, we're sick. And I, I think that I speak for all of us in saying we are sick of the fluff. We are sick of the spin. We are sick of the lipstick on the pig. This is bad. All right. And, and the the team's inability and unwillingness to identify that it's bad is kind of why it's so bad. I want to get to the super chat. Gregory Campbell says tough loss tonight, but I'm sure coach will rally the troops and have the guys ready to play and win next game. Just got a few loose ends to tie up. Gregory, thank you for the super chat. I don't think you can say that. Loco says I'm sick of the lies. I mean, that's kind of where we're at here. Like Jerry Jones said at the um at the beginning of training camp that one of his greatest flaws is that he doesn't identify the pitfalls that he makes, the the kind of mistakes that he makes in life. And that's, you know, that's one way to live, certainly, but you could argue it's it's a responsible way to live. You could argue that it is a, a way to live that is partly born out of luxury and privilege, right? Like not everybody has the, uh, the luxury to say, you know, I don't want to identify my failures. I choose not to acknowledge or admit my failures. I don't need to do that, right? That's kind of a privileged standpoint. Um, 
and, and recently, last week on 105 Through the Fan, Jerry Jones had the quote that uh, made the rounds I have that he has to live in a world where one plus one equals three. Again, that's kind of coming from a place of privilege, and that's what people say about the Cowboys, right? They, they don't worry uh, about their, their positioning within the team because they own the team. Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones don't have to worry uh, about being fired, whatever the case may be. And obviously, you know, we all know that Jerry Jones doesn't believe that from a mathematical standpoint that one plus one equals three. But what Jerry's point was that I understood that I think everybody was kind of on the same page with was that he's trying to be as optimistic as possible. He's, tr he's trying to get three out, out of one and one. Right. Like if you if you can somehow, you know, when you, you put your, your money in the vending machine and sometimes two bags of chips come out, you've got you know, that's kind of just one equaling two. But, you know, that kind of thing. And Jerry's trying to, to you know, make a deal. Jerry's trying to, to you know, get one and, and win one instead of just living in a world where you pay 25 cents. I, I don't go to vending machines, but, you know, whatever. You pay a quarter and you get the bag of chips and that's you know, transitive property or, tra you know, sort of normal transaction. That's the world that everybody lives in, Dallas Cowboys. That's the world that you are not acknowledging. And your, in, your reluctance, your defiance towards acknowledging that world is why you are in this boat. It's the reason why you thought that a wide receiver group of CeeDee Lamb, who's great, Noah Brown, Simi Fajoko, Dennis Houston, in his first ever game as an undrafted free agent, would work. It's the same reason why you thought that, you know, I thought I think Tyler Smith played well, right, honestly, but it's the same reason you thought, we'll just put Matt Farniak in there, right? Because, hey, he's, he's a guard, right? We need a guard. Let's put Matt Farniak in there. Boom, one plus one equals three. No, sometimes one plus one equals two. Actually, all of the time, one plus one equals two. Very, very, very rarely does one plus one equal three in the metaphorical way that we're talking about here. And if you are not living and operating with those as the rules of engagement, you are ruining and distorting the reality for all of those around you. So to sit here and say like, hey, it's going to be fine. We're going to be good. You know, I'm just going to miss a couple of games. We're going to rally around. We're going we're to come together. We're going to smash some watermelons and, and rub the monkey butt stuff. We're going to do all that stuff. And it's going to be good because we're a football team. We get together. No, what's going to happen here is you're going to be in over your head and you're going to get destroyed the way you did by the Buccaneers. It is just it is delusion it's it is truly delusion scotty zach uh says is cd really great i think he can be I, I i think we haven't seen it because i don't think he's necessarily had the opportunity to be great I, and that's tough um but um zach saying now uh about the thumb it's not the uh the worst thing that has happened to me it's just a bump in the road and i will keep moving forward so the offense is not hitting the panic button after one poor performance Dak. You guys may not be hitting the, the panic button. This is the button. I am smashing the button, all right? I am all the way in. I am jumping up and down on the button. I mean, like Humpty Dumpty style. I don't care if I fall over and crack my head, all right? The button has to be pushed. Sometimes one plus one equals two, and the one and one mean you press the panic button. The fact that this button has, like the button is, is, is doesn't exist. For the Cowboys, the button has has cobwebs around it, and like nobody knows if it even works anymore. If the lights come on when they press it, you have to press the button. If you do not press the button, you are living in a false world, one kind of a privilege for from the Cowboys' perspective. It is unfair to us, but fine, maybe you don't care about us. But it's unfair to the Cowboys organization as a whole to not hit the panic button. And again, I understand. The people that are going to say, what do you expect Dak to say? You know, it's, you know, he's, he's got to kind of tout the company line. I'm with you. I understand that. But if internally the Cowboys are not saying, you know what? We kind of screw this up. <laughs> I'm like that would, that would be a problem. And you know what? That would piss me off. And that would piss all of you off. But if the Cowboys came out and said, if Jerry Jones went on the fan on Tuesday morning and say, you know what? 
we kind of saw that going differently, <laughs> you know, and it didn't. And so now we have to think about it. You know what? That's really stupid that you got yourself here. But the first step is admittance, and you've at least admitted it to yourself. That's what has to happen. The Cowboys, what bet have they made that has worked out? I would like to know. I'm actually asking. All right. By the way, big red TLC. Maybe this is the answer. It's just a great photo. of this. I think this is a dog. It's hard for me to tell. I'm really sorry. It says doc, uh, stock up. Tyler Smith, one or two penalties. Decent in pass blocking. Totally agreed. I w- I'm open for answers. Totally open for answers. Would love anybody's thoughts. You know, whatever. What bet have the Cowboys made this offseason that worked? Right, like if, if if we, like all of us together, there's a thousand of us here. By the way, guys, that's really touching. Um, but there's a thousand of us here. So if we sat on one side of the table, Tracy, if you speak ill, you are going to get put in timeout. This is a family show. All right. All right you got to be cool. There's kids in the car that watch and listen, things like that. But if we sat on one side of the table, and the Cowboys sat on one side of the table. We sat here like this and said, mm, okay, mm. what'd you what'd you do that you feel worked out? Like what what decision guess, educated guess did you make that you feel like actually worked? That you feel like you were right about? Um Scott says, Maher, that, <laughs> that might be the one. <laughs> That might be the one that, that, you know, they could, they would sit here and say they'd Brett Maher and I'd sit here and say, you son of a, and then, you know, it would cut because it's a family show, right? You got me. All right. Brett Maher, respect. But I have a list. Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins. Fine. Move on from them. So be it. Water under the bridge. But you can't move on from them and not replace them. You can't move on from Amari Cooper and then just sign an undrafted free agent in Dennis Houston and think it's all going to work out. <laughs> you can't. Do that. Now, Nick says signing the Eagles retired lineman. I don't think this is a fair answer. I don't think this is a bet working out. They didn't sign him till the month of September. They play in the NFL. You can't tell me that that is not something that worked out for them. Otis, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. There's two T's kind of throwing me off. That might be Otis, but uh, apologies. Otis, Otis Jenkins. The organization as a whole has no sense of urgency. It is just the same old. We'll get better next time. Totally agreed. 100%. They are purely a reactionary team. Nothing. They are the Michael Scott of NFL teams. You sit there and say, man, I love these these dudes, but, like, I really don't know why. Like, like this, you know, like, at least Michael Scott had, like, a a pure and noble heart, right, and a noble cause, right? Like, what do the Cowboys have? They just hurt us over and over and over again. Um, Bill says, how can anyone that watched that game say the offensive line was anything but offensive? Offensive would be putting it nicely. Uh, Dr. D-Face says, what quarterback and wide receiver are available and ready to play? Well, I tell you what, Dr. D-Face, the Cowboys are going to tell us that the receivers on their team, they really like what they have in Dennis Houston. They really like what they have in Simi Fajoko. And, you know, they know that they made Jalen Tolbert a healthy scratch, but they really like him. And they really they think he's got a bright future with this team. So there's no real reason to panic. They're good. They're fine. And hey, did you see Cavante Turpin? Did, did you did you see that Cavante Turpin? We signed, you know, we're we're really excited about Cavante Turpin. We're really pumped and not use him at all in the season opener. Miss me with this again. I'm I recognize I'm kind of yelling and I'm upset. I'm gonna verify this because uh, this is like right after the game. But I believe that Cavante Turpin did not have a single offensive touch. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. While I double check this here, 
But Cavante Turpin obviously was involved in the return game. Cavante Turpin did not have a single rush attempt. He did not have a single target in the passing game. But there were a lot of people in my mentions who told me, hey, why are you freaking out about the receiver position? They have Cavante Turpin. All right. Yeah. They didn't sign him until training camp started, but they found a diamond. They gave him number nine. All right. They believe in Cavante Turpin. So don't don't worry. Don't don't freak out. You know, stop talking about Amari Cooper and the trade. Quit living in yesterday's world. We have Cavante Turpin. Zero touches. Goose egg, people. What on earth? How can you sit here and tell us with a straight face that you're going to do that and that you then and then don't and that's why again i'm not trying to just say like i called it because i hate that i really don't want to be that guy but i mean there were all these people who were like just just watch he's gonna get a lot you know and tony Parr now and my entire argument the last few weeks since Cavante turpin kind of like took the world over was i will believe the Cavante turpin thing when i see it and i actually said on one of our roundtables here blog of the boys that i would have been upset if Cavante turpin ate into tony pollard's touches you can use them both you can use them both and zeke elliott Zero touches, zero, zero touches for Cavante Turpin, who the Dallas Cowboys spent all sorts of time talking about saying that he was going to be a weapon for them offensively. They didn't score a touchdown. Their offense was awful, and they couldn't find one touch to manufacture for Cavante Turpin. And again, I'm kind of going just off of memory here, off of watching the game on the broadcast, because again, this is a live postgame show. I can't even, and somebody correct me if I, if you remember, I can't even remember a play where Cavante Turpin was on the field. Right, like how can how can how can you say that and and not not be the case? By the way, Miguel says uh, my wedding two weeks ago was Cowboys themed, and our first dance as an official couple was a lost, but we will keep believing on our uh, love as much as we believe in the Cowboys. Miguel, happy you know happy wedding, congratulations to you. Uh, hope you and uh, and your loved one have a, a wonderful life together. Uh, Stephen Brandon, uh, excuse me, Brandon, sorry, Stephen says while we're belted down to the pipe. Oh, the Twister reference. Well done. Uh, I'm curious who you think is the galvanizing voice of leadership in the locker room. We have one thing left. All right. Dak Prescott's gone. All right. It's Micah Parsons. That's it. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's Micah Parsons. It has to be. By the way, Stephen, thank you for the super chat. Micah Parsons is the one thing. He is the rope or the the, the leather belt in the movie. I, it's leather, right? I haven't seen it in a long time. But he is the leather belt who is tying us to the pipe. That's all we have. We have Micah Parsons. We have Micah. He saved us at two different points tonight. I mean, that's like being oddly specific. But still, Micah is the answer. Maybe he can rally the troops. He's a defensive player. It's an offensive game. The Cowboys don't seem to understand that because their whole like philosophy this year was let's make the offense, excuse me, the defense and the run game great because it's 1993 all over again. No, no, no. But the answer is Micah Parsons. Um, he has to be. He has to be. On offense, I mean, Zeke. Right, like, like if you need a leader and on offense, it it has it has to be Zeke. I mean, it has like from a seniority standpoint. CD's a little young. It'd be awesome to see CD, but like CD from you know what we've seen over the last two years isn't really like a rah rah guy. I also feel for CD. Like you know, CD hasn't really had Dak you know for for this part of his career, and that's a frustrating thing. Um, so I, I think it's Micah Parsons. I think it's the names I think of are on the defensive side of the ball. Mike, the loud, boisterous kind of center of the huddle leaders, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Leighton Vanderesh. You could throw quieter leaders like Zeke, like Trayvon Diggs, like Dalton Schultz um, into that fold. But man, um, it is um, it's tough. Joe, thank you for the comments. Says it's disappointing that this game's offensive play scheme was no different from last year. We weren't perfect. Why was there no improvement, Joe? I tell you why. Because 
why why did it need to be different right why why did it why did it need to be different because the cowboys won 12 games last year i mean they were a weird call away from maybe winning a playoff game against the 49ers why mess with something that wasn't broken joe that's you know something i've said for years i've been doing this long enough now that i can reference things i said a long time ago which makes me feel old um something i said in 2015 7 years ago what was that the way the Cowboys built that team, the 2015 team, which started off basically on the same note that this one did, unfortunately. Um, but um, but they built that team in 2015 like they could go pick up where Des caught it, right? Like that's the way the Cowboys acted. That's the way the Cowboys, you know, built that team in 2015 was as if they could go right back. They could fast forward and just start at Lambeau Field right near the goal line where Des heroically caught it, pick up, finish that game, and head to the NFC title game in Seattle. That's the way they built that team. And that is a falsehood. That is one plus one equals three. That is not one plus one equals two. One plus one equals two in this case is saying, damn, we were so close last year. We were so close. We had a lot of things that worked, but that was last year. And this is a new year and we have to climb the mountain again. We have to start at the first floor. We don't get to start at the 38th floor because we want to, because we were good last year. No, everybody is on the first floor. You know who identifies team building philosophies like that? The Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, it had, had what happened to the Bills last year happened to the Cowboys, we would have seen even less changes, even fewer changes this offseason. Had the Cowboys been in that position, the Cowboys would have said, Psh, dude, we lost by like a freak 13-second miracle, all right? Like, we're good, all right? We're totally fine. We were we were basically in the AFC title game. Like, why are y'all freaking out? Like, we're, we're fine. We don't need to touch this. We're totally good. You know what the Bills said? The Bills said, to hell with that. The Bills said, we got to start it at the first floor, and we're going to bring help. We're going to go get Von Miller because we're going to make sure we never lose by 13 seconds ever again. And the Cowboys do not have that. They do not have the proverbial X-ray funny meme dog in them. They do not. They think that they can do this. They think that that they do this correctly. They think that they have a grasp on this. This has been written and said by many people. They believe that they are a world-class organization and that they're doing things the right way. When the reality of the situation is, sure, totally. The history of your franchise is exemplary. You are one of the more renowned cornerstone Tiffany brand franchises in the NFL. Nobody will deny that objectively. But over the last quarter century, in the era of the internet, since social media has been a thing, um, I mean, like, you know, since we started making Fast and Furious movies, you are one of the bottom tier teams in the NFL. And you do not understand this basic principle. You continue to hope and believe that one plus one is going to equal three when in every single case, every solar system, every planet, even Pluto, if it still is or isn't one, I don't understand that whole thing. On every single one of them, whatever degree gravity measures in their atmosphere, one plus one equals two. There is not a world where one plus one equals three. And if you live in that, you end up in this situation. Some of these things are unpredictable. Nobody can foresee that Dak Prescott's going to get hurt and have his thumb damaged and injured, whatever. But look, something we haven't even talked about in, in through, through the Dak thing, because, you know, if you haven't noticed, we're the dog and like, this is fine, except we're not saying this is fine. We're saying this is terrible. But our hopes, you know, because look, we're going to we're going <laughs> to watch. We're, we're going to assign our emotional, you know, happiness to this. We're all going to talk ourselves throughout the course of this week 
myself chief among all of you that the Cowboys have a chance. You know, Bengals look kind of bad. I mean, they kind of they lost them, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, right? Like, I mean, how bad could it be? We're going to talk ourselves into that. I'm going to come up with some sort of tweet as to why the Cowboys are destined to win this game on Sunday afternoon against the Cincinnati Bengals. But you know what? They probably won't because do does anybody believe in Cooper Rush? Anybody here? Anybody in the class? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Miguel got married two weeks ago, but now we're at the altar. I would like any of you here in the congregation to speak now. Taylor Swift album, fantastic one. If you believe that Cooper Rush can lead the Dallas Cowboys to a 500 record while he is quarterback, we don't know how long that's going to be right now. We're still kind of waiting, whether it's four games, five games, six games, whatever the case may be. Does anybody believe that? Now, Quentin Taylor with the party line here. This is the Dallas Cowboys party line. One and no one starts. This means nothing. This is one plus one equals three. Um, everybody says no. Uh, it's me, you know, saving all of us time. Uh, Chuck says yes, Copper can. I would like to meet uh, Copper Rush. Um, the answer is no. So it's not fair to say no. The answer is probably not. But you know why it's probably not? You know why we all feel so strongly? You know why if you look at the chat, if you look at the comment section, there's like 100 people who just said no, hell no, heck no, whatever derivative of that? It's because we've seen Cooper Rush, right? We're not like being mean we're not being unfair we're not being irrational we're not being dramatic it's because we've seen cooper rush we know that that's not the answer this is the conversation that we had over the last month while the preseason was unfolding now should you put a lot of stock into who your backup quarterback is no but you should give it some serious and legitimate consideration because you never know when you're going to have to depend on that position and what did the dallas cowboys do they one plus one equal three that's a hard way to say that but they they treated that they treated the situation that way cooper's fine he'll be good Dak never gets hurt yeah he had the one injury in 2020 but who cares let cooper be on the practice squad and we'll promote him three times before we get him on the actual roster and give him a locker right we'll be good no this was another thing where they were lackadaisical about it another thing where they were chill another thing where they operated as if everything was going to go their way because they wanted it to which is a foolish way to do this Cooper Rush is is not a serious investment at the backup quarterback spot. And now, now you're in a situation where you have to rely on him. You have to, right? Like we the season started. This this like the season is is here. The season started. Tracy, I gave you a chance. I put you in timeout. Now I'm going to block you outright. All right. Tracy, hope you have a great week. Cooper Rush is not a serious plan. And if you're telling yourself that Cooper Rush is a serious plan, well. One plus one equals three. Uh, Joe, uh, mom, uh, username will be cool with again because of the fact that kids watch and listen. Uh, says, why not start Greer? Because Cooper is their guy. That's why. I don't have a good answer for that, but because Cooper is their guy. Um, it's tough. It is tough to see a way out. It's tough. It's really, really tough. Dr. Gonzo says Rodgers couldn't beat the Vikings. Rush did. Rush will be MVP if he plays the whole season. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, Ruben says, you are, absolutely, you are right. Jerry believes he has the right formula, but they never do. Cooper Rush will take us nowhere. No. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to be sitting here next week on our live postgame show because we do them after every game. And Cooper will have had a like a moment or two. He'll have had a nice touchdown. He'll throw the first touchdown of the season. I'll sit here and say, you know what? Cooper could beat the the Giants, right? Like we, we, we'll talk ourselves into that, right? We'll reason. We'll start to barter, right? Like what are the five stages of grief or whatever it is? Because that's what we do, right? 
because we have to make one plus one equal two, right? So we have to take the one that is Cooper. We have to take the one that is the opponent, and we have to make two out of it. Cowboys don't. Cowboys are like, you guys only making two. We got three. Um, it is a very, very dark day for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I would venture to say this is um, – the darkest day for the Cowboys through the prism of football. Um, the dark, darkest day of the for the Cowboys in the Mike McCarthy era. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it this has got to be the worst day that Mike McCarthy's been the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I don't know that anything uh comes close, maybe. I mean, Dak's injury, but I mean, at that point, you know, there was still like we had already kind of accepted that the season was over, even with Dak. But uh, Jeff says, Epic ran. I feel like this is RJ's villain origin story. All it takes is one bad day to reduce the sanest man alive to lunacy. No, I like the part of the hero, if I'm being honest. But um, Colin says, From 40 years of experience as a Cowboys fan, at least they did us a kindness by getting it out of the way early this year. Um, I mean, look, this is a game, right? We, this is football. And um, it's partly for our entertainment. But as Justine says, this feels pretty rock bottom. The reason it feels that way, and again, we'll all wake up and, you know, the sun will rise, other cliches, we'll make our coffee, you'll eat the blueberry muffin, uh, put it in the, in the microwave, by the way, like seven seconds is good, you don't want it too hot, um, and life will go on. And the Cowboys will play another game. And they'll play 15 more after that. And we'll have some good times, right? We'll have some good times. We'll laugh and we'll high five and, you know, we'll take pictures and uh, you'll probably get a cowboy shirt or cap at some point in time, right? Maybe not, whatever. But the reason this is so devastating, I think, is because we care, right? Like that's that's why we're here, right? Like it's, it's 1130 Central Time on a Sunday night. And we're a thousand people gathered here together, um, not in the name of holy matrimony for Miguel's wedding, but we're gathered here because we care. We are gathered here because on some level, the Dallas Cowboys influence our life. We love this team. That's not a, 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 a hyper, hyperbole or exaggeration or dramatic reading or anything like that. We love this team. We want to see this team have success. There are parts of this team that we believe can be successful. But there are part and look, let's be straight. Let's 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 call it, you know, let's let's just be straight up about it, all right? We're not brilliant, right? We're not NFL general managers, right? That's like a, a tweet I get a lot is like, "Hey, like, well, you know, what why don't you do with your team?" I'm not qualified to be an NFL general manager. I'm a blogger. I got a YouTube channel here, Blogging the Boys. We got a podcast network. I fire off some tweets. I've been working on the Instagram stories as of late. I've even been dabbling into the TikTok. Those are my qualifications, all right? I am not a genius by any means. However, even I, and even all of you, and I say that with kindness, we were all able to identify the falsehood that was. We all saw this for the mirage that the Cowboys tried to convince us was real. We all saw the forest through the trees, all right? We all knew that it was a bad idea to, to take, you know, this group the way that it was put together and do this. <laughs> we, we, there's not one person here, and there are a thousand of us who thinks or thought 
that this was the right way to go about it. So what does that say? Does it say that they're the worst team in the NFL? They might be. (laughs) Does it say that they're incapable of doing their jobs properly? They might be. Does it say that, you know, the season is doomed? It probably is. But I tell you what, I can't wait for next Sunday. I can't wait. I can't wait to 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 pretend and lie to myself and say it's going to be all right. I can't wait to start CD Lamb in my fantasy league. I can't wait to see what the line is and see if I'm going to take the Cowboys depending on on how big of underdogs they are. I can't wait. I'm a sicko. I love this. We all love it and we're all going to love it together. But just because we love it doesn't mean that we can't be real. Doesn't mean that we can't be honest. Doesn't mean that we can't call them out for their crap and how they tried to sell it to us over and over and over again. All right. Uh, Calvin, by the way, says don't start CD. I'm in a good spot. Don't worry. I got some depth, but I mean, it might be out of a loyalty sort of situation. We'll see. Um, you know, I'm defending champs. I got to think about a lot of things. There's legacy involved and stuff like that. Um, Micah Parsons uh, just tweeted, there's legit nothing to be mad about. It's football. Crack blocks happen. Y'all are so funny. I guess people are upset about this. I actually missed this. Uh, again, uh, there was a lot happening, um, to be fair. Um, but um Man, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. I really don't. I um, it feels lots of you saying Bryce Young season. I get it. I saw the Bryce Young comments. Um. All right, let's 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 have this conversation. All right, and I recognize that this is kicking a hornet's nest here with some of the commenters and the mood that they are in. If the Cowboys were to trade for somebody, who's the person? Who's the person that we want them to trade for? Lots of you saying Jimmy Garoppolo. So go with a a non-Jimmy Garoppolo answer. Um, Who's the person? As I I have to respond to this Slack message. Um, All right. Um, Comments. Um... Wow, came back to a lot of comments. Jimmy G, Jimmy G, uh, Minshew Mania. Gardner Minshew, that's a good, I like that. Um, uh, Let's see, Joe Flacco, that's not a bad answer. Um, By the way, Jorge says, I've seen RJ stress over this team, and tonight's performance shaved years off of his life. It wasn't even really the performance, but it was, um, yeah, it was definitely um, tough. Uh, Drew Locke, Quentin says, I don't think that works, but, um, that's not, not a bad idea. Um, Cowboy station says the Panthers quarterback, Sam Darnold, maybe, um, by the way, uh, some Eagles fans here, Eagles fans hanging out. Look, whatever. Uh, I agree that the Gardner Minshew trade is not going to happen. Um, it's worth mentioning out loud just cause it, it should be, uh, said that seven years ago, that 2015 season seven, Monica Gallo, whatever, um, the Cowboys did trade. The Cowboys had Brandon Whedon on their roster at the time. They also had a young quarterback named Kellen Moore, and um, they traded for Matt Castle. So they did go after an established veteran. However, um, that was a little bit different because, again, because they were trying to pick back up where they, you know, where Des caught it. They really thought they were this contender. They really thought they were close. They really thought that they just needed to kind of survive until Tony Romo got healthy. They also traded for Bryce Butler that year. 
Um, so I don't know that they believe. I will say if they do nothing, um, I mean, it will kind of feel like they're waving the white flag. It, it really, it really will. Uh, MJB says Jordan Love. It's not a pro worst ideas. Uh, Marcus Arnold says, let's stop the Pollard stuff. He's another Troy Hambrick. We never take backup quarterback seriously. I agree with that. Got lucky with Dak. Pull Fitz magic out of retirement. Um, I don't think Fitz, Fitzpatrick's doing that. Um, I mean, if we're thinking, if I look around at my helmet collection to try to figure this out, again, that's why you treat this seriously, but the Dallas Cowboys did not. Um, Colt McCoy? I mean, I'm just throwing out names. I'm like Colt McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Look, we are screwed. All right, <laughs> we don't have a lot of options. Um, I don't know. Um, I really don't know. This was a really, really awful night. Oh, McCoy's hurt. Thank you for reminding me, Calvin. Look, I'm hurt. All right, I'm emotionally damaged. This is. You know what I'm already annoyed about? I'm pretty annoyed about. I'm I'm oh uh Kenneth, by the way, says Andy Dalton. But I, I would love that, honestly. I really would. Um, and uh Sean added Dalton, by the way, in the comment section as well. I would love that. I really would. Um but um this is a team that historically does not fare well with backup quarterbacks. Yes, Dak Prescott came in and saved them. Um but generally speaking, this is a team. And to be fair, they actually had some success with backup quarterbacks in 2020 when Dak was hurt with Andy Dalton. Um, you know, they had the, you know, they had the Ben DiNucci game. And obviously, um, you know, who could forget? <laughs> who could forget that entire season and 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 all the chaos um, that unfolded? But I I really don't know what you do here. I mean, your backup quarterbacks, your backup quarterback, because you think that they can be the person, you think they can be the guy. And I don't know that, you know, I don't know that you can talk yourself into that. And what's more like, to the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. I don't think that that's a good idea. Uh, Cause I don't think he's a great player, but if you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and then Dak gets back and then he's not, well, it's just a, it's a funk. It's a funk that I want nothing to do with. Um, it's tough. It's tough. This was if if we had sat together a few hours ago and we had said, "What's the worst possible way this can go?" Right, like we had kind of like laid it out that way. This would kind of be number one. <laughs> this this would maybe have been the worst possible way that this night could have gone. Lots of L's. For the Dallas Cowboys tonight against the Buccaneers, and I would say 95% of them were preventable, or at least predictable, um, and and maybe not all preventable, but but def definitely a, a large percentage of them they could have at least given themselves a chance, and that's what's frustrating. I think we're all frustrated for um, the CD Lambs and the um, you know Micah Parsonses and Demarcus Lawrence's and Zach Martin's. I mean, the Tyrant Smiths. I mean, like you know. Father time is undefeated and all the cliches like the, the Cowboys are on the verge of, of, of going, you know, past the careers of so many great players with nothing to show for it. And they are on the verge of being on one of the worst teams in the NFL here this season. 
Uh, Ricardo says, I feel awful. Hey, Ricardo, I feel awful too. But tomorrow, we'll try to take a step forward. Um, my name, in case you're curious, is RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. Uh, if you want to see the takes, you can follow me on TikTok at rj.ochoa. If you want to send me an email, uh, if that's more your thing, you can rj.ochoa at sbnation.com is how you do that. You can also obviously always leave a comment here on the video, uh, on the stream, on the channel, whatever the case may be. We'll get to those also. The Dallas Cowboys are 0 and 1. In. We'll see. Uh, good question to end on. Jorge says, do you think that the return of Washington and Gallup will improve things significantly? I think they might improve things moderately, um, but significantly, no. And I think that we have to start looking at a place on the season, on the schedule, and we'll do this um, throughout the week, and we'll, we'll obviously keep you covered all throughout the blog on the Boys Universe. I think especially once we have um, Jalen Tolbert, by the way, tweeting out time will tell as it always does. Um, we have to, once we understand the time frame associated with Dak's injury and, and we can really kind of, you know, understand exactly how long he's probably going to be out. I think at that point in time, we can, we can start to kind of barter a little bit more. We can say, okay, and I'm making this up, but Dak's coming back week six, Gallup's coming back week three. Washington's coming back week five. We can try to figure out exactly how you have to, you know, how to make lemonade out of this situation. Um, so let's make some lemonade. Uh, thanks so much, all of you, for hanging out. I know it's late. Um, it means a lot. Um, we all love this team. We're all sad. We're all bummed. We're all pissed off. Uh, but the fact that we experienced that together um, is still pretty cool, in, uh, in my humble opinion. But I love you all with all my heart. And, uh, I hope you all have a great evening and a great night and a great morning. And I hope, I hope the next thing that you eat, I hope the first bite is the greatest bite of food you've ever had in your life. I really do. Uh, that's, that's what I want more than anything in the world because you deserve that. My friend, thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you next time and, uh, go Cowboys. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.